When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, Cincinnati Bengals fans, to the Fans First Sports Network. Running through the jungle, roaring reactions on a very happy Sunday indeed. Cincinnati goes into San Francisco, comes away with a dub, 31-17. Before we get uh, any further in to doing the introductions, make sure you like, subscribe, hit that thumbs up, share us with your friends, give us those five-star reviews. Uh, we appreciate everybody's support, helping us out. We'll keep building this uh, this monster as we go on, and uh, hopefully build, we'll build just like the Bengals are building onto their season right now. So, I am your host, Brandon Harriet here with your hosts, Tim Lyons and Justin Lacey. Uh, Chase Younce could not make it to this one, um, but he did say uh, who day and there's some bleeps and some other things, but he definitely excited about this one. Uh, Justin, do you share the thoughts of the excitement that he had? For sure. This is this was another much needed victory against a big time opponent. Um, coming in in this game, you know, we were riding an emotional roller coaster of the offense not really coming up to speed, but we were still feeling like that we were finding our mojo, especially on the defense side of the ball. But to get this win against that opponent in their house just shows the mental toughness that the team has. So I'm absolutely feeling the exact same thrill that Chase is feeling. Tim, you right there with him? Oh, yes, yes, yes. For those not watching, Today was a good day t-shirt with Ice Cube on it. Hell yes. Today was a great day. You know, just to see them go out there and play like the expectation that we've had at the very beginning of the year. I'm excited. I, you know, it, it's going to be a hell of a year. That's all I'm going to say. Who day? Yeah, I uh, I was very happy that it went the way it did, especially um, literally just flew in. Uh, today back into Pittsburgh from vacation at Nashville for any of you that have spent uh, four or five days in Nashville it will drain you so I was I, I needed a little a little pep if we would have played uh, lethargic I don't know if I'd have been able to stay awake for it it was pretty rough uh, rough go of it but um, you know 31 great win against a very good team um, 
you know, one that probably a couple weeks ago, people were thinking maybe the class of the league, they've hit some snags, you know, playing some more physical teams now. I think they can keep up with the physicality on the run game stuff with them. Um, the only concern, and I don't want I don't want it to be, it's not a dark cloud by any means, but, you know, going into halftime, it should have been 24 to, to 10. And, and you can't keep giving teams like that life. Um, I thought we had a great opportunity there to get a touchdown and then get the ball back immediately uh, to start the second half, put another touchdown on there and, and, and start taking some of that air out of the ball and, and out of the stadium. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it, was a, it was a situation where it was unlike anything we've seen so far this season because – it was just a letdown by a couple of teammates to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had zero letdown in him today. Zero. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, that was the first time he looked healthy. Uh, you know, my first thought overall performance and overall everything was Joe Burrow looked like Joe Shicey mm-hmm. and had that moxie and that swag that we all look for. And we ran plays under center. I couldn't believe it. Justin, what's your first overall view of the performance today from uh, from the, the gentleman out in San Francisco? Oh, man. First and foremost, I got on it. For those watching on YouTube, I'm wearing his orange jersey because it felt like the Bengals played with their orange jerseys on. Typically, when they play with that 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 type of jersey here at home, we tend to play some of our best football that we've known in recent years. So it felt like that we were in orange jerseys. And Joe Burrow, he was just carving up the defense like it was nothing. Um, to your point about the turnover in the red zone when we were right there at the goal line, I just put that more on Irv Smith Jr. more than obviously Joe Burrow. I would have loved to have seen him run the ball there because they were right there. Joe Mixon was carving them up, but I wasn't mad about Burrow going to outlet pass to Irv and having to earn his stripes too. But look, turnovers happen in this game. You got to move on and get over with it. The defense still stood, the defense still stood tall and got a turnover, a couple of them themselves. And, you know, they allow us to kind of let Joe Burrow continue to cook like he did going into the second half. So I agree with you. We should have got points right there to end the first half and start the game in the second half with more points. But it didn't work out that way. But the game ultimately finished the way that it started. Yeah, I really think the team did, like to your point there, dominate the game start to finish. And and uh, it could have been a bigger, uh, more lopsided win than, than I think oh, it for was. Sure. For um, sure. But, uh, I mean, it, it feels petty to start picking at that game. Defense played a very Lou Anarumo game. Ben, don't break. You know, gave up 300 yards passing, but I didn't know it until I looked at the box score. You know what I mean? Because they give it up in the middle of the field. But also, the the last couple of drives that 49ers had was the garbage time, especially yeah. in that last couple of chunks. So, I to me, I don't even care about that part because, yep. but the defense did his job for real. Again, against that opponent, man, they allowed Joe to cook, you know. So, yeah, yeah and, they, and they controlled that line of scrimmage. Tim, what were your thoughts um, about the overall performance of the game right now? I think we played a hell of a game. Well, they stuck to the game plan. They kept, you know, they kept pushing the ball down the field. But you know, I think we only punted the ball once or twice, and. It was great to see Joe Burrow out there just pushing the ball down the field, you know, getting the ball to Chase and T and, and Boyd and Irv Smith and Irwin and, you know, Joe uh, Mixon running the football. 
you know, I was excited because at the at the beginning of, or excuse me, at the end of the half, um, Mixon had 55 yards rushing. I was like, there we go, there we go. You know, they're going to run with the, you know, they're going to keep running the football. And you know, Mixon only ended up with like 15 carries, but he still had a touchdown and uh, 80 some yards rushing. Um, it was a hell of a game. Our mm-hmm. defense stood up and. You know, even though, like, like Brandon said, you know, we gave up over 300 yards. Kittle had over 100, 100 yards receiving. Um, but the thing is, is we too. kept them out of the end zone. You know, we, we definitely kept them out of the end zone when we needed to. Um, our defense stepped up, got those two interceptions, uh, forced fumble. Hell of a game. Just a hell of a game. Now, now Tim, I'm going to ask you this question because I see, you know, this is what I, I, I feel like we're going to hear in the national media. Um, do you think, uh, San Francisco not having Debo or, uh, not having Trent Williams, is that something that diminishes this win or, uh, is this still a big W on your, on your part? It's still a big W. I don't care if they had, you know, freaking transformers on the offensive line protecting Purdy or not. Purdy made those mistakes when those mistakes, you know, counted for us, those turnovers happened. It doesn't matter if if uh, Trent Trent Brown was on the field or not. I, I just our defense. Trent Williams. <laughs> Trent Williams. Trent Williams. I'm sorry. Trent I knew what he was talking about. Trent Brown. He, he, wanted, he <laughs> wanted to talk about Chase Brown. That's what. That's what he wanted to talk about. I'm sorry. But, you know, I think I think our defense played well enough to where would it have mattered? I don't think it is. I, you know, Burrow played a well enough game. Lou called up a hell hell of a defense. You know, I'm not going to put an asterisk next to this because they're missing Dio and Trent. I'm just not going to do it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a, I have an interesting thought on that too, because um, with Hendrickson tweaking his ankle in the, in the early stages of the game, he, he wasn't wrecking the game like he had done in the past, you know, three or four games, um, you know, but much to uh, Mr. Lacey's credit, when we needed it, who turned it up? It was Hendrickson. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of his thing to do. So I, I don't. I, I think Brandon Ayuk has been their best wide receiver this year. Uh, I do I too. Kittle's been their second best target, or maybe the best target. Um, yeah. I think CMC. I think the best players on their team were still there. I think Debo has taken a little bit less of, of a role now that he's not running the ball as much too. Um, still a good player and still like to have him there, but not a guy I picked up in fantasy football this year. Not not somebody I saw having the impact he's had in years past. Um, Justin, quick thoughts on that. You you, you agree with us? Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. Let me work backwards and go forwards because I do agree with you about Debo. I got him on my fantasy team too, and it sucks that he's hurt. He's been good for the first five weeks before he got hurt, uh, I should say. Um, but, you know, he's just – Here's the thing about the 49ers. And we me and Tim talked about this on last week's show. Their stars still played like stars. And I expected that to happen. When we played that team in 21, George Kittle was frying us. And he did. You know, for he did, he made some big plays, had over 100 yards. We kept him out of the end zone, thankfully, but he was still cooking. Um, same with Brandon Ayuk. I also made a comment too uh, on the last show about Brandon Ayuk. I think that he was he was poised to make some big plays. 
And he did the same thing too. Purdy, it was just very frustrating watching him just escape havoc out of the pocket. And I didn't know he was quick like that. So I give him credit, man, that their stars still stood up and then showed out a little bit, but it just wasn't enough for them to be able to beat us. And when we showed up and showed out and played our best ball. So I still think the 49ers will be fine. They are going to, they have officially hit that adversity wall that I didn't think that they hit after the Vikings game. This is the game now. And they're going to probably look at themselves like, oh, damn, it's time to go. You know, so I agree with both of you guys. The national media is going to probably throw a little asterisk on it because of Debo and Trent Williams being out. But man, we're not going to pay no attention to that. This is a big time winning. It's a big time opponent. They're still one of the big time dogs in the NFC. I still expect them to be there near the end when the season is when it's all said and done. And they were at home. They don't lose yeah. at home. That's yeah. another thing, too. They had Brock Purdy was undefeated at home until tonight. So mm-hmm. that, that's enough said right there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, you know, we, this team has a tendency just to do that. Um, you know, Kansas City doesn't seem to uh, scare them at all, bad an eyelash. And we all know that's one of the hard places to play. Uh, you know, no San Francisco go in there and get a big W. Uh, I was extremely impressed also with, how sound we played with, you know, not getting penalties, um, not making dumb mistakes, unforced errors. You know, there was the fumble inside the red zone. You don't want to have, but, but really, I mean, didn't shoot themselves in the foot with as much motion and jet sweeps and stuff as we had going on today to not get a pre-snap penalty is awesome. Um, the only penalty we had was uh, DJ reader hit on, on a quarterback. He hit him right in the waist we got called for him low. Um, the replay on that, I think, dumbfounded everybody in the studio. Yeah, but that was terrible. It was terrible. But, uh, that was a terrible penalty. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to me, goose egg as far as penalties go. Um, but if you if you were looking at a critique, you know, something you wanted to improve on, uh, you know, something where y- you want to see some development going forward in uh, the rest of our games, Tim, what what did you see out there? You know, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, but uh, tight end position. He's, he's trying to be nice right now, everybody. I just want you yeah. to know that he just he tight, he, tight he doesn't want to call out a pro. He doesn't want to I'm call a, out a pro athlete for being a bum. You know, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say this. You know, like I told the guys during halftime, I would have packed his bags at halftime and had him gone. Tight end, tight end is our weakness on offense. It is. It, it's. If we don't have somebody out there, and I was noticing something too. Sorry, I don't mean to go off subject or go off to the path. But when Irv Jr. gets the ball, he's not like a Hayden Hurst. He's not like a Kittle. He looks like he's afraid to get hit. I don't know. Or, you know, he doesn't put his head down or put his shoulders down. He doesn't fight for those extra yards. Like on that one reception he had in uh, in the first half, when he was getting ready to get tackled, he was like, barreled down like a damn turtle with the you know you know so i'm gonna say the tight end position is is our weakest position right now yeah i mean hard to argue with that justin you feel the same way it's hard to disagree with that man because i was going to you were trying to be nice i'm not going to be nice uh irv smith jr needs to go plain and simple he has not produced since we signed him um to your point tim and i know what you were going to say 
Hayden Hurst, I'm not saying he was a world beater as a tight end. He's not George Kittle. He's not Mark Andrews. He's not Travis Kelsey. But he was a guy that played with a lot of energy. And that's what you need out of that position. Hayden Hurst at times played like a man possessed. I think back to the first game on the Monday night game when we played the Bills before the unfortunate DeMar Hamlin incident. Hayden Hurst was just ready to just wreak havoc on that Bills team. I don't see none of that fire or that passion coming from Irv Smith Jr., and I just think that, and even Drew Sample, I'm going to call him out like it is too. Like the, the uh, screen pass that was supposed to go on that he dropped. I'm just looking at that like, dude, get off the field, man. All right, I'm, I'm, it's enough is enough of this Drew Sample experiment. But however, you know, this is what we got. The Bengals have to deal with what they, the mess that they made when it came to the tight end position because they refused to do any aggressive move in the offseason. The only aggressive move was signing Irv Smith Jr. And they didn't draft the tight end. They didn't even pick up anybody off waiver claim. They're not using Tanner Hudson either. Like, I even think Tanner Hudson gives you more promise than those guys. But look, that's nitpicking right now. I'm glad that it didn't bite us in the behind like we thought it could today, even though the fumble did happen. That could have easily swung the momentum back to the 49ers' favor. But no, I agree, man. Tight end is the easiest position law that we have on our team. Yeah, you know, I, I really think when we didn't get Foster Moreau, when he had the the issue with leukemia, mm -hmm. um, that that that's where I, I was. I wanted us to go that way because of the oh, history for sure. with the LSU Tigers, mm -hmm. and, the LSU connection. And, and I yeah. thought he's a good fit. I don't think we're. I mean, obviously, if you have a special, if you have a like George Kittle, you we want him. But I don't think our offense is set up to throw the ball to the tight end fifteen times. Again, no, but you need a reliable guy like a Hayden Hurst was last year to compliment yeah. what we have. Foster Moreau would have been perfect. However, I do think that he wanted to go back to New Orleans at the end of the day because his opportunity was going to be more maximized there. And I think that was and it was playing along with Derek Carr because he did just play with him in the, with the Raiders. So, yeah. um, but, you know, they got to do something at the trade deadline or whatnot for tight end because if they I get it, the offense is not predicated on having great tight end production, but Man, you can't ex you can't expect this tight end room to be just a finished product unless we see a surprise splash from Tanner Hudson moving forward. Yeah, I don't, I just don't see it. Yeah, do I don't. Have... Go ahead. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we do no, have Zach Gentry as well, and Tanner Hudson. Mm. Zach, you know, Zach Gentry. Uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> No, you're fine. I just, I'm just saying, is, is, yes, our tight end, our tight end room is weak, but yeah. Tanner Hudson and whatever's going on with Zach Gentry, you know, because I'm tired of the sample mm -hmm. and Wilcox and Irv, Irv experience right. too. I want to yeah. see something else happen. I think Tanner Hudson is our best bet. If we can't, if we're not going to trade before Halloween, we need to do something, and I hope they recognize that. Yeah, I. I would like to see – listen, I was rooting against the Broncos. I was actually rooting for them to lose to the Chiefs today because I wouldn't mind seeing – you know, Tuesday's a trade deadline. It's very close. I get that. It's it's tough to make a deal right now. But if we could get a Hayden Hurst back, what's he doing for Carolina right now? You know what I mean? Could, could Carolina trade him for a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick just to build depth in their young team? Um, could, uh, could you see a, uh, you know, another fifth, sixth, seventh round pick for Samaj P. Ryan 
to get him to come back to help us with our blocking on third down backs. Um, I, I think that would uh, be a, a, a helpful depth piece to us. Um, you know, I still like Miles Murphy. I get he's a, a project piece, but man, am I going to have him under a microscope in year two and three? Because I, I that to me should have been uh, Michael Mayer. I, I just don't understand yeah. what, what we were thinking, not taking. That's a guy that in line blocks. That's a guy who catches passes. I feel like we should have went that way. And it still chaps my behind every once in a while about it. But mm-hmm. I digress. Why go down that path on a good day like today? With that said, we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills over here. If you listen to us on Spotify, uh, Google Pod, Apple Pod, wherever you get your podcast, we'll be back in a couple minutes. Uh, if you listen to us on YouTube, you'll be staring at us for about three seconds. All right. Welcome back to the Roaring Reactions on Running Through the Jungle, Fans First Sports Network. You're here with Justin Lacey, Tim Lyons, and me, Brandon Harriet. Going over the Bengals win, 31-17 in San Francisco. Much needed. Get over that 500 hump, four and three. We gave our over overview reactions. Now you guys get to do uh, your little Nostradamus thing because you did pretty well in your picks uh, on Wednesday night. You did, did the um, Running Through the Jungle podcast. Thank you for holding it down while I was out uh, – Living my best life in uh, Nash Vegas, but I, I think we I think we all nailed this uh, offensive one because I would have taken the same guy you got. Justin, go ahead and tell us who's your offensive and defensive game ball for today. You know I got to give myself a huge pat on the back because number one, Joe Burrow is my offensive game ball. You know, the Arizona Cardinals game, he played great, but that was more of a Jamar Chase putting the team offense on his back, a little bit more than Burrow being back. But today, it was all Joe Burrow on offense. You know, he played with that fire, that energy, that passion. He was scrambling for first downs. You can just see him getting up, just like yelling and excitement. It it was very much Tom Brady-like when Tom Brady made those big plays and he always made the lesson go you know all of that that was Tom Brady I felt like I saw that out of Joe Burrow today through three touchdown passes all the three different receivers could have had a fourth one obviously we know about the phone we're not going to talk about that we moved on from it he was just he was just spectacular today so you know, I, I would have loved to have him had a 300 yard pass day four five six touchdown throws whatever but this feels like it was that kind of day against that defense and that team. So Joe Burrow's my offensive uh, game ball prediction-wise, and he got it after the game. On defense, I got to give myself a pat on the back, too, because I predicted Trey Hendrickson was going to have a strip sack fumble to close out the game, and that's exactly what he did. Now, you can spread the ball around, the, uh, the game ball around on the defense because a lot of people made plays, but Trey Hendrickson is getting my game ball, as I stated again, and – that that fulfills my prediction. I'm glad I hit the nail on the head with both of those. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Uh, you, you and Tim both had some good ones. Um, Tim, you also uh, predicted Joe B to uh, to have your offensive game ball. You took Dax Hill as your defensive game ball. 
Yeah, yeah Dax Hill, I thought played a good game, but he he didn't get the the splash plays that we're that we're accustomed to right now. Um, but played solid, played solid. Um, who are you giving your offensive and defensive game balls to? I'm gonna start off this. Run the damn ball is what I've been preaching all year long. This game ball is gonna go to Joe Burrow with his rushing because he ran the damn ball. And of course, it's 283 yards passing, two uh, three touchdowns. It's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow all day long. I'd be a fool not to give it to anybody else. Uh, defensive wise, I, you know, even though Trey got a sack and got a strip sack that last, you know, that last series, I'm giving it to Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson playing in the middle of the field. He had, uh, I think it was 11. Yeah, he had 11 tackles and INT two pass deflections. I'm giving it to Logan Wilson. That's my defensive game, bro. Bro, that interception that he made, basically, basically, to just to kind of call a game right there, and then let's set up that last, the second to last touchdown, or no, I'm sorry, the third touchdown of Jamar. Bro, that was incredible. That was, yeah, yeah. I, I can see why you go again. It, it can go to anywhere, but I can see definitely see why you give it to Wilson on that one. Yeah, well, yep. we had a, a quick uh, glitch in the matrix there. Um, when uh when you were giving us the joe burrow stat line here 28 of 32 283 three tutties 43 yards rushing is what you pointed out 7.2 yards uh a carry on those and more importantly to me called his own number when he saw he saw that cover you know the 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 man coverage saw that hole in the middle called his own number and uh got a big first down there kept the ball moving so that's a big a telltale sign on how he's feeling. You know, he keeps, he said he's feeling better. He's feeling better. He even said going into this game, he's still doing some, some upkeep on the calf, but he finally felt a hundred percent. Um, you know, Joe Mixon, 16 carries, 87 yards, uh, 5.4, a, a carry with a touchdown. And we'll give him, and he looked like he had a little more explosion. Uh, we've been saying that this year, he looks a lot healthier than he did last year. Um, Chase, 10 catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. And my man Yoshi, all he does is catch touchdowns. Don't throw it to him if it ain't a touchdown. He ain't interested in that one. Uh, so that's really cool. Lo love seeing a young guy get in the end zone like that. Um, defensive play, I think the, I think the two – I thought the biggest play in the game, and I was leaning towards um, giving this – game ball to Pratt because I thought the biggest game and uh, the play in the game was when they were driving down, he tipped the pass outside of the pocket and made a great pick on it. If he stays Man, in bounds and takes it back to the house, I give him the game ball. No doubt. But I'm going to give it to Logan too. I think Logan with the 11 yeah. tackles, um, I, I think that's the difference. He, he, he doubled up Pratt and tackles, so it's hard yeah. for me to give it to him. Um, and again, the bend don't break, uh, Lou Anarumo making in, in game changes and, and, and the offense getting under center. I, I thought they looked better, um, being able to, to open the playbook up more. So just very, very happy with all of it. Uh, but Joe Burrow is the man of the hour. It's, it's good to have that man back and feeling healthy and looking good. Closing comments. Yeah. Justin, what you got? I'm ready for Buffalo. 
I hope Buffalo watched that game. You know, I, I, I the, for all the criticism that a lot of people, myself included, I'm not going to sh uh, shy away from myself criticizing the Bengals. I stuck a fork in us after that Tennessee loss. I was downhearted, depressed, and all that stuff. But for all the criticism that a lot of people on the outside gave the Bengals, the Buffalo Bills really ain't showing that high-level quality play like they have in the few last few years. And I hope that they've watched this game because – now I really can't wait to play the Bills when they come to our house in the jungle on Sunday night football. I love that we got this win against the 49ers, but we haven't won a game in the AFC yet. That's going to be the first game that we win again in the AFC, and it's at home. And it's going to put a, even more of a notice that the Bengals are back. So happy we got this dub. Let's hop ourselves back on the plane. Well, if you're in San Francisco, you know, enjoy the weather first and foremost. But hop back on the plane, come back over here to the Nasty Natty, and let's get ready to rock the jungle on Sunday Night Football when we go in, when the Buffalo Bills come to our house. They got to play us. Remember us? That's the slogan, by the way. Remember us? You know, went from why not us in 2021 mm -hmm. to they got to play us in 2022. Now everybody kind of wrote us off, and we just kind of just showed them, hey, you remember us? Or don't forget about us. One of those two. I like to remember I'll us. Dig it. So, I love that. And those are my closing comments for after today's game. Yeah, Amen. Amen, brother. listen, we're we're in the gauntlet. We we've discussed that. Uh, you know, we were on that bye week. We got the Bills coming next. Then we got a, a a Texans team that you Jekyll and Hyde. You have no idea what you're getting with them. Um, you got the Thursday the night football Ravens. Then you've got the Steelers, always a tough uh, divisional opponent. You got the Jaguars. Um, so it, it's, you know, the Colts and the Vikings, I think, give us a little bit of a – I expect to win those two games, especially I, I think Cousins is done for a year now. Yeah. So, like, he got injured I'm today, unfortunately. I, 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 it, it, towards Achilles. Yeah, yeah it's never, never good. Yeah, terrible. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I, Sunday Night Football is going to be awesome. Tim, closing thoughts for you? Bengals fans, listeners. I told you guys don't give up on the Bengals. I know we had this high expectation at the beginning of the year, and that expectation is beginning to be met. Who a day? Yeah, I uh, man, those uh, first two games were a little bit depressing to me. Um, but we were we were staring at one and three, and I said, I'd buy low. I'd buy low. I still say it. Um, big win today. I'm, uh, I'm staying on it, man. You got Joe Burrow. You got a chance. That's the bottom line. Yep. Period. That man is a bad man when he's healthy. He's one of the best in the business, man. Um, yep. And we got, you know, the, the AFC and the NFC, like some things like, um, the Eagles have looked, you know, at times they look gettable. We've, we've beat the, you know, we've lost some games that we shouldn't have lost. We've played some really bad games when, when Burrow couldn't get off his spot and he was a sitting duck kind of deal. And we, you know, changed to the offensive line again. You're going to have some growth pains there. We saw it last year. Second half of the season, they were much better than they were the first half. I think we're doing the same thing now. I think we're learning how to play together a little bit better. I think the coaches are learning a little bit more about – who to protect when and where to send chips and things of that nature. I think it's coming along and, and I, I'm, I'm excited. Man. 
I'm excited. I can't wait for Sunday night football. Uh, I can't wait on Wednesday, be on here talking smack. Um, I will be at my mother's house. So I gotta go back and do a funeral, but I will be, I'll be back in Ohio, but I'll be, uh, I will be on, on Wednesday on run through the jungle. So we won't miss you. You guys check out uh cut to the chase Bengals blitz with chase Youts. Check us out on Wednesday. Um, if, uh, you, if they say anything, uh, prevalent in the, uh, post game interviews, I'll throw on a little coach's cliff notes post-game presser for you guys so you don't have to listen to all that boring uh i don't know just jargon that gets thrown out there we like to cut through that and give you the the 38 seconds that matter um at least we can hear it they're on the road you know what i mean they're not at home cincinnati you can't ever hear them i'm gonna keep, i'm gonna keep trashing them until they fix their audio but for justin lacy tim lyons i'm brandon harriet Thanks for joining us for our roaring reactions. Let's go watch some Sunday night football. Get ready for next Hootie. week. Hootie. Hootie. We're out. <laughs>